0: general Nerdery. Hi everybody, this is Tyler, general and editor of General Nerdery. Uh, although we've been able to record for the past month and a half, uh, I unfortunately had some things come up in my life where editing was not really an option. However, rather than leave you guys with no content for any longer, I've assembled this cut of our trailer talk from about the last month of recording Uh, just so that there's something out there that's a little bit topical before it gets too old. And uh, hopefully it's some stuff you guys want to hear, and we will be right back on our normal schedule uh, very soon. Thank you very much. Dismissed. Uh, Speaking of animation, we watched a trailer. Before we dive into the trailers, we
1: watched... This does relate to trailers. So said backyard, uh, behind the scenes, we're recording this after recording other episodes. We're also recording this a day early. Yes. They announced today that tomorrow they're dropping the Blue Beetle trailer. Of fucking course. Tomorrow, our normal. I saw that and was like, hell yeah, we'll get it in time for General Nerdery, not immediately after we record. Like son of a bitch.
0: Of course. Well, we'll do some we might like <laughs> tell a record or something Just about a that
1: a 5-minute epi- like addendum to this episode <laughs> being like we'll talk up cuz we're both yes. so Jaime Rays fans. So Jaime Rays fans. So
0: that's my Blue Beetle.
1: Yeah. And any Blue Beetle I'm into and he's one of the best Marvel or not Marvel DC characters of the 21st century. Like more Jaime all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh but Stuff we
0: did watch, what you unicorn eternal warriors, bro? I'm so I'm so in. So uh, if you haven't heard
1: about this, which would be fine because neither of us had until suddenly they announced this came out. So
0: I, the reason I actually twigged onto this trailer was I'm pretty sure we actually brought it up in one of our last news segments when they first announced it.
1: Oh, that Gendy had a news. Yeah, yes, this is a Gendy Tartavosky show. Yendi did Dexter's lab. I want to say he was involved in the first Powerpuff girls, but I'm not certain I on that. I think so. And then samurai Jack. when he was given his, like you're in charge of this, he did samurai Jack, possibly the most brilliant cartoon I've ever seen in my life. And supposedly like,
0: I haven't watched any
1: yet, but apparently primal is just fucking fantastic. Primal's supposed to be great. I have a friend who thinks extremely highly of it. Um, and then, of course, the Tardavosky Clone, clone Wars. Wars, which is some of the best Star Wars that's ever come out, especially if you were looking for like a feeling piece as opposed to a.
0: Especially if you're looking for Mace Windu being the biggest oh badass on Earth
1: <laughs> or Dirge, or actually making Anakin kind of cool or mm-hmm. like, oh, God, the whole thing is so fucking awesome. This is, I guess, Gendi Tardavosky does a D&D cartoon. Right. So there's what?
0: There's like a sorceress. An uh, Elfin Warrior. A Cosmic Monk, an Elfin Warrior. And TikTok from the Wizard of Oz books and Return to Oz movie. Right. So those first three get <laughs> reborn again, again over time. And it's like the robot that was pulled from the future is the one entrusting with making sure that they get reborn. We should make sure that you understand. All of this is we think. Yeah, it was like a
1: minute thirty second trailer, and we watched it twice in a row just to see if we could like because the first time we watched it, we were like, I don't, I don't even know how to talk about what just
0: happened there. <laughs> like I just, it seems to be that whatever the threat is, they've been reborn for possibly the last time because things are coming to a head. And like or we see that the, like the cosmic possibly
1: made a way that they
0: can't be reborn right. or
1: who knows. Either way, this is the risk of their last regeneration.
0: We don't get good looks at most of the regenerations, mm-hmm. but we do see that the the cosmic monk is that little black kid. Yeah. And uh the sorceress
1: lady Look, looks like a looked like a blonde woman that was getting happily married and then was forcibly regenerated into a dark sorceress lady with some kind of hardcore Raven vibes.
0: Yeah. And honestly, the, the elf warrior, I could barely tell the difference. I'm sure there's going to be a big I difference. I didn't notice you. that there was, they showed us the pre elf warrior or
1: warrior. Uh, the elf warrior does look very Alric of the, uh, uh, the Michael Moorcock, mm-hmm. like eternal hero stuff. Which actually, now that I say those words, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Michael Moorcock's eternal hero, this eternally regenerating hero throughout time, may have affected this?
0: Yeah, if let's see if he's using a sword named Stormbringer.
1: There is an... I've never actually read any of
0: those. I'm just kind of aware of him of those peripherally.
1: I'm really curious about this. There's almost an Adventure Time vibe to it, but in the, like darker, serious sides of Adventure Time and not the, like, weird, goofy side. Not knocking the weird, goofy sides of Adventure
0: Time with that,
1: but, It's
0: just that this is very much more in the dark. I uh agree. It had a lot of that same vibe. Um, I think I was in as soon as they showed the Cosmic Monk just floating through a fucking asteroid field.
1: I already was, and then they also called it Unicorn... Warriors Eternal? Warriors Eternal, and that name... Or Eternal, what? what, I can't even remember which way around it is. Makes me... Live in 1992 again? Yes. <laughs> and, um, in a good way. Yes, exactly. That is like late 80s, early 90s fantasy stuff in ways that I'm sure Gendy was fond of as well because he's older than us. So he would have probably had more awareness of it than we did.
0: Honestly, that name also reminds me of a lot of
1: anime titles. Oh, yeah. And we know he's an anime fan. You can't mm-hmm. watch Samurai Jack and not be like, "That dude's a huge fucking anime nerd."
0: Um, and then uh, Power Rangers, Rangers now and forever, once in future, once in future. I
1: don't something remember. one of those two we've talked about this. We might just do an episode about this. Like just as a fun,
0: we've done enough power Rangers anyway, we might
1: as well follow up with this. Right. And like, I want to say that we first were learning about this right around when we were doing our power Rangers episode. Right. Um, this is an unabashed love letter to the power Rangers in a way that I just respect because it's, We're going to do Power Rangers. We're going to do it with a bigger budget. Not a big budget, but a bigger budget. Bigger. But we're going to own everything that people love about the Power Rangers, including the ridiculous fucking special effects. Yes. (laughs) And they brought back not all of the original five Rangers, but all of the Rangers they're using are from the original Mighty Morphin series. Yeah. Because fucking half the cast of this one are people who walked off somewhere in season two because mm-hmm. Billy stayed through Zio, but like Zach and Jason and
0: Trini. Well, Trini of course is past now. So we yes, couldn't have gotten her back. All, if we wanted to all but.
1: left mid season two and yeah. they brought on. Rocky and Adam. And then once Kimberly left later on, they brought in, I don't know her name. I don't, I don't remember. She's not no. come up in the comics yet, so I don't know her, but, um, it was originally supposed to be much more of the original cast, but, uh, Jason, the guy who plays Jason, something Alexander, I think, uh, uh Jason, David Frank. No, that's oh, the green oh, ranger. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the, the guy Red that plays is Jason. going to prison sorry. for, or yeah. is, uh, at least been, indicted for fucking major COVID Mm -hmm. money lending fraud of like over a million dollars. So he wasn't allowed to leave the country so he couldn't be in it. And then the original pink ranger turned them down and it sounds like they didn't offer her enough money.
0: Right. Um, And I think they just announced that she's going to be writing a power rangers run.
1: She's going to do a power rangers comic. That's like her version of where they are Mm -hmm. 30 years later they announced this before that she's said before that she's doing this, but I think this is the like much more official. Right. This right is with happening. like an actual synopsis and stuff rather than mm-hmm. just like Kimberly, Joe Johnson is going to be. And uh, <laughs> she's had a bit more success than the rest of them. than the rest of them. I mean, Trini died in a car crash in like 2000 like mm-hmm. years and years ago. No, Jason David Frank because he was off doing uh, a really terrible looking movie that people are suddenly like that
0: kind of looks like a Power Rangers knockoff.
1: Yes, it's a Power Rangers movie that's allowed to be a little more edgy and mature, so he could have his fucking tattoos. <laughs> and people are like, he poured his heart and soul into this. It's going to be amazing. And I'm like, guys, no, it's not.
0: I'm sorry, but it's not.
1: Like, I, and I don't even mean to be mean with it, but like, it looks
0: bad. Just
1: because he was our best bloodshot. Low fucking bar. God, <laughs> Vin Diesel could have been a good Bloodshot. Um, but and then, but we do have like Adam, the guy who pl- Adam who is uh uh, he voices Vash the Stampede and Trigon. He became a pretty significant um, Johnny Young. Johnny um, Young Bosch. Yeah. Yeah. He became a pretty significant voice actor later yeah, on. Super significant voice actor. He's great. And I have no
0: idea who Rocky is. I don't know if he's had any career. Speaking of uh Vash the Stampede though real quick, at work I had one of my coworkers randomly tell me, he's like, "Yeah, I've been getting back into anime and I was just watching this this anime, that Va- like Trigun Stampede." And I'm like, he's like, "Have you heard it?" I'm like, "Well, I've heard of Trigun, I know what you're watching. I haven't seen any of it yet. Please tell me, how do you like it?" I've heard such
1: mixed reviews <laughs> of the new Trigun. Some people love it and some people hate it.
0: I've not seen it. I don't have an opinion. I just thought it was funny. He's like, I'm watching this Trigun thing. Do you know of this? I'm like, yes. Yes, and now you're making me feel old. Stop making me feel old.
1: Yeah, I was talking to someone yesterday about playing Borderlands, and he's like, that was one of my first video games. I remember playing that when I was five, and I was like, I was in college, you dick. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. All right, I think that's it. Uh, I mean, this looks fun. It looks goofy. Mm-hmm. Billy has clearly aged 30 years, but as we've mentioned, like you're supposed to not look like you're 16 when you're like 46. So, uh, meanwhile, Zach looks like he's maybe 25.
0: Yeah. I was about to say you, if he stays, Walter still, or if he stays still, you can see some like wrinkles, <laughs> but like if he's in motion at all, he looks 16. Like, Like 25. Like if you put him
1: next, he's clearly aged, but he's very, yeah. He looks the same. Also, when I say Billy is aged, again, beyond the fact that I've already said I'm not making fun of him. Take a picture of me from when I was 16 versus me weighing like 275 pounds and bald. I probably have not aged as well as Billy (laughs) has. Do you think they're going to let Billy be gay? I don't know. I love that they
0: got the original Rita back. Yeah. Um, Everyone... Oh, just the other big thing that I saw a couple different articles point out on the internet. um, They are actually saying, oh, we're going to kill people. Like, we're not going to just stop them. We're going to kill them. The word kill is used multiple times. Well, they killed Trini.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. the, the implication here is that Trini was... Trini's daughter comes to them for help after the revived Rita kills Trini, mm-hmm. which is dark. Um, everyone's like, Oh my God, who is going to be the new green Ranger in this one? Like Johnny young Bosch. Yeah. He was the green Ranger in Zio and we don't have two black Rangers here. And they've announced that he's going to be in the significantly. Like we know the second yellow Ranger isn't going to be in it a lot. But she makes an appearance, but he's like full on in it. Anyways. Alpha five is no less obnoxious than he's always been.
0: You mentioned him being Vash and we went off on that little tangent. Johnny Young Bosch is huge for me too, being a bleach fan, because he's Ichigo. He's like the best part of the, the Oh yeah, part. that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best part of the the dub. I still prefer subbed, but I don't mind it on there's a couple of voices I really don't. Anyway. We, we don't need to go into that right now.
1: Trailers. Trailers. There's a bunch of them today. Uh, Blue Beetle, which dropped like an hour and a half after we finished recording. Jesus, right? Um, Blue Beetle. Dude, I'm stoked. It looks so good. I desperately hope this movie is not only good, but that James Gunn decides to work it into future plans. It's been a little unclear where Blue Beetle is going to
0: sit. Right. With everything going on. I, I mean, I do even remember his initial statements, though, were like, it seems to be separate enough that there's no reason it can't be worked in later. Like, you would just have to add in I think in a it's going to depend on how the
1: movie does. I think so, too. And this is a hard set movie to do well, because no one trusts DC at this point. There's some kind of superhero fatigue
0: going on. And it's the Blue Beetle. But also, it's the Blue Beetle. I'm super stoked for it. I mean, Jaime's my Blue Beetle anyway, but there's a couple things in the trailer that stood out to me that I loved. I love that it's just skipping by the, like, hide this from the family. No, the entire family's there as soon as he gets turned. They're
1: there when he gets the ability. Like, it's not even... And his family finds out pretty fast in the classic Jaime series, but, like... Yeah, they don't know from the get-go, but it's it's not long. But I want to say within the first ten issues, and in this one, it's just... They're there. That's there. Um, They seem to be replacing in the original comics. It's Peacemaker who is his mentor. Mm. A Peacemaker that's not nearly as insane as usual. For obvious reasons, where Peacemaker is in the world is not someone that we necessarily want to use with Blue Beetle. So that's not happening. But it seems to be. Ted Kord, which is a great way to use the second Blue Beetle.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But like we see the bug, his flying space, not spaceship, but like his flying craft that looks like a bug. And we see not just Ted Kord's suit in the background in what I'm just going to call the Beetle Cave, but also Dan Garrett's original Blue Beetle outfit. So like they're on some level
0: using... History. The history, the history in ways that I did not think they were gonna bother with. Me either. That was super surprising to notice in this. I just love the the Jaime Blue Beetle. It suit. looks so good
1: in this too. I found a picture because the Jaime Blue Beetle suit appeared in a season of Smallville mm. for one episode, and it's not good. <laughs> it's very much like a Power Rangers mech. Oh, okay. Kind of like blocky. And they showed it next to this one, and I was like. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is the Blue Beetle we always dreamed of. Man, I saw people trying so hard to be mad about this trailer. Several people being like, it looks like an Arrowverse level of quality. I'm like, one, like the Arrowverse,
0: and two, no, it does not. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It, It does not. It looks way higher. Way higher. Way higher budget. There's a lot of effect shots going on. Yeah. That's a really good looking Beetle suit. They're smoothing out a lot. Cause I think we all saw some of those early set pictures of what that suit looks like when it's not being enhanced with we CG knew it was going to like mm-hmm. that's yeah. Um, uh, which that's, I mean, and that's not even to take away anything like that's fine. That's how mm-hmm. I want CG being used. Enhance what's already there. Like
1: also apparently, because at one point Ted Cord <laughs> yells or wh- who I am pretty sure is Ted cord yells, uh, Batman's a fascist. Mm. after they referenced some stuff and apparently some people were pretty offended by that but like i don't agree but i can see how that
0: argument can be made um i don't think that's ted cord like that's his dad maybe it's
1: i don't know i it, it because i thought there was another the,
0: the there was a person the, the girl I thought, bad guy is victoria cord The older lady that's yelling. Susan Sarandon? Yeah, Susan Sarandon. (laughs) I was like, I know who it is. Wait this'll come to me.
1: God, that's weird. Susan Sarandon in a superhero movie just feels so strange to me. Okay, I don't know why I decided he was ted. Maybe because he was in the Beetle
0: Cave. Cave. I guess. The Beetle Hole? The Don't
1: like that one. (laughs) Do not do not like that
0: one. The Under the Rock. Beetle Lair. Lair's good. Lair's good for a beetle. Mm -hmm.
1: It just looks fun, and I don't know. uh, Jaime always has kind of Miles Morales vibes, even though he came first. I could see those two characters interacting well. Mm -hmm. So, like, and because I love
0: Miles, which we'll get to in a moment. um, Yeah. uh, I just, it looks like he's fun, make, having fun making use of some of the, the scarab powers. And also not entirely in control. And things could go very badly with the use of some of the scarab powers. Like, that that bus getting split in half could go very bad. Oh, yeah.
1: Makes a cool sword. Uh, yeah,
0: his buster sword is fucking dope. I can't so dope. think of it's the so dope.
1: writer, but one of the writers involved with the series is uh been writing an ongoing blue beetle series right now called blue beetle graduation day Mm. and i had a friend that very confidently was like it's based off this run i'm like that run's not done coming out yet i don't think it is (laughs) it does seem to at least have some level of faithfulness though to the original keith giffen run uh what else into the spider verse spider verse looks so good it looks really good Um, I don't know how to feel about the fact that Miguel Spidey 2099 seems to be like actively a bad guy in this one or not. I don't know. Like,
0: I still think the antagonist. Let's say that. I still think he's because we know this is going to be two movies. Mm -hmm. I think he's the antagonist for the first two thirds. He's definitely going to be at odds with Miles. Like,
1: that is, Mm -hmm. they're not even hiding that, which does make me think there's going to be,
0: there's obviously some deeper stuff going down that they're not revealing to us. In fact, I think that the, I think most of the interactions we see between them in these trailers are probably from the first half of the movie. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be buddy-buddy by the end of the movie necessarily, but. There are a lot of the be interactions the with side? the spiders
1: look like they take place within a like 20 minute to half hour period. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like we're getting a lot more of the mom yeah, this time, which we had already gotten a little bit of that. Cause she gets more lines in the first trailer. And then here we see her interacting with the family more and not just being like, I'm making peace between the father and son, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's, um, as much as I love the father-son relationship in the first movie, it's
0: awesome to see. Both? Both, yeah.
1: Like,
0: um, God, There's just so many spiders. Spider Horse, dude. Saw Spider
1: Horse. We saw the Insomniac game, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, or Marvel's Spider-Man, whatever. The, the one from the Sony game. Uh, We saw... I know we pointed it out last time, but Bombastic Bagman. Bombastic Bagman, <laughs> Spider-Man Unlimited... Uh, uh, Scarlet spider got a like notable little moment. Jessica drew looks awesome Mm -hmm. in this. Very. Yes. I know she's a white lady in the comics, but just give her the costume that you have this one wearing. Like it'll Mm -hmm. help. Mayday. We have mayday who mayday is spider girl who is like one of my all time. I love Peter has a daughter. Spider-Man stories, both alternate realities where Peter has a kid and it's a daughter are like some of my favorite Spider-Man stories. So, Mm -hmm. but really oddly enough, despite all of that, the stuff that I found myself most excited about was just Gwen and miles. Like they did such a good job and Peter B Parker, but like Gwen and miles, they did such a good job of those two in the previous movie that as much as I'm excited for everything else, I really just want to know what's next with these two characters.
0: Um, I was like, there's a little bit more hint at what the plot may be, to be honest. Like, it kind of seems like the rift between Miguel and Miles is Miguel is positive that the crisis that they're dealing with, whatever it might be, is kind of a Trolley car problem, and he's perfectly willing to pull it on the one person rather than the five people. But the implication in the trailer sure seems like it's Miles's dad is the one person. Mm-hmm. And but Miguel, I don't think is saying save the dad. I think Miles is saying this isn't the problem. We can save everybody.
1: Yeah, because Miguel is yeah. like, no, I'm not going to let you. You and it kind of seems to think that someone mm-hmm. has to die ignoring that uncle Aaron died last time. And like and, and is was an important part of it. I was going to
0: say that like, it seems to me that there's all saying like, look, we all have that person that we lost. And miles is like, yeah, I already lost him. So like, that means we saved them all from here on out. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it
1: It's a whole thing of miles is, I mean, they have the thing. Everyone keeps telling me what my store is going to be. Nah, I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And then cool. Electroshock because Miles gets the venom strike and it's one of my favorite things about Miles. I really like the I don't care as much that he can turn invisible. I really like the venom strike.
0: Venom strike's dope. Um man, I knowing that this is going to movies, I can't wait to see more of What comes of next? What comes next? And I want to see more of Miguel as not being an asshole. Because I love Miguel. Oh, and you've been reading a bunch. I've been, of 2099. I've been reading three twenty ninety nine. And here's the thing: Miguel is kind of an asshole. Oh, he's a jerk. <laughs> but he's a—he uses it effectively. Mm-hmm. He's not a, just an all the time jerk. He, if anything, he's usually pretty quiet, and then chooses his moments to be a jerk.
1: He tends to be a jerk for good purpose. Mm-hmm. And I guess I could kind of see how like that started that way, and he seems to be going to maybe fallen too far into that here. Yeah. But um, the fun thing about Miguel is Miguel is sassy as all get out. Spidey
0: 2099 (laughs) doesn't really
1: talk. Spidey 2099 is very silent and like threatening. And then Miguel does.
0: Yeah, Miguel is fucking sassy. 2099 has a lot of internal monologue. Yep. And the running thing is
1: He's too scared to speak during most of it, as opposed to Peter, too scared to
0: shut up Parker. Yeah. He's more just like, I can't believe I'm in the middle of this again. What do I do? Oh God, I guess guess I attacked this. No time to talk, too busy, trying not to die.
1: Peter's like, oh, hey, here's things going. I'm going to make fun of you because if I stop thinking, I'm going to start thinking and I'm going to.
0: Oh yeah. I've been really enjoying that by the way.
1: Oh, it's great. Rick Leonardi does a very good, very, like, sketchy art. Um, mm-hmm. Peter David is one of my all-time favorite Spider-Man writers. And honestly, that might be his best run, so.
0: Uh, what other trailer? <laughs> Barbie. I, dude, I'm on board with this trailer. Because I kind of feel like now I get what the movie's doing. And it's just, like, playing with the toys, but brought to life.
1: It really does seem that way. I know, I love their, they have the, like... Now that I'm boyf- uh, because there's a bunch of Ken's, and I get the sense there's a bunch of Barbies. hmm And uh, there's, like, a Barbie land. And there's Ken going, you know, because we're boyfriend-girlfriend, maybe I should spend the night. Why? I don't actually know. I don't actually know. Which is a very two- uh, kid-playing-with-a-couple-of-toys kind of, like, mm-hmm. route to take. Um, I think it's... She's a Barbie girl in a Barbie world, but then she goes to the real world.
0: And it seems like Ryan Gosling Ken wants to be noticed as an individual and not just as a Ken. Yeah. While also having a rivalry with Simu Liu Ken. On Shudigatwa's Ken is in the background, just with Michael Sarah's Ken. (laughs) That's right.
1: And Michael (laughs) Sarah's in this, which is so strange to me. This cast, man. I, Will Ferrell's in it? <laughs>
0: I think I get what this movie's doing. Now I'm just not sure if I want to see an entire movie of it. That's where I'm at now.
1: I don't, I'm less... It makes
0: me happy. I love the idea of it. I'm not sure how much of it I want to see.
1: It's less of, it's almost like an isekai anime of like someone sucked into a different world you know, they did this with Sonic as well. They do Mm -hmm. this with a lot of things. And honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the genre. There are ways you could do it with Barbie and especially like this Barbie Ken setup that it could work. I read some online thing of someone complaining about not understanding some of the choices being made here or something Ken was saying. And, uh, a, a woman writing like, this is the first time in my life. That I've been able to go, well, you just don't understand the original, like, canon of Barbie. And that's why you're confused.
0: I don't, I can't explain this next thing that I'm going to say about it. Okay. But it makes sense in my head and and in my heart. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first movie trailer I've seen that makes a movie feel... Like it has the same vibes as the Spice World movie.
1: I see where you're coming from on that.
0: BT dubs,
1: I love Spice World. I've never seen it. It's but I, ridiculous.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> huh, huh. Okay. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to
1: say about that. I think... I may or may not see Barbie. If I have people who want to see it, I'm not going to fight seeing it in any way, shape, or form. I doubt, <laughs> but question mark doubt, that I will search it out on my own. I am sure that this is made for a very specific set of people. And for those people, it's like... And it's weird that I'm one of them. <laughs> and it for them, it's like when Spider-Man came out for me. <laughs> like the first Spider-Man movie.
0: Uh, indie? Indy. Uh, I kind of wish that none of the other trailers had ever been released, and this was the only trailer we got of it because it's a fantastic trailer and finally sold me on the fucking movie.
1: The only concern I have is I would have told you that about the temp- uh, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull trailer as mm, well because mm-hmm. that had a sweet trailer that was significantly better than that movie was. But yeah, this trailer is awesome. And at first I was like, you can't play the Rolling Stones with indie," but it worked. Well, and it's like the 60s or the 70s at this mm-hmm. point, so
0: you can. Because um, Crystal Skull was 50s. This, tr- hopefully this holds true through the movie, because it's not the same people making the movie that cut the trailers. Of course. But this trailer very much seems to set up that the whole theme of the movie seems to be coming to an end at least as far as Indiana Jones himself is concerned. Mm-hmm. And we've seen James Mangold do that with another character. Because he's the one that gave us I Logan. I forgot
1: that was the same director who did Logan.
0: That yeah, gives me you could, really high hopes for this. You could do it. Huh. As soon as that was, like, being reinforced through this trailer from, like... Not just him whining about the adventuring side, but also like retiring on the professor side and shit too. I was like, okay, cool. This guy sent Logan off. So I'm I'm Let cool him with send, this. yeah.
1: Didn't they announce he's done out uh, directing Swamp thing as well, I wanna say.
0: He's at least been like, I would love to do this no, since I'm, you announced okay, it. Yeah. I, I think James Gunn
1: was like Yes, but I can't. Uh, I didn't look that up. I don't
0: what know. did just get announced for him is um, we don't really do a news section anymore, but it comes up um, at Star Wars Celebration.
1: Oh, that's right. He's doing Dawn of the Jedi. Jedi.
0: He's the one doing the like Dawn of the Force. Where did it come from? Ten thousand years ago.
1: And then Filoni's getting his movie. And who's doing the third one? Is that Greta Gerwig? The Barbie lady?
0: I think so. That's cool.
1: And I think Taika is still doing his movies. Taika is
0: still doing his, and I think they confirmed that Ryan Johnson is still doing his. It's just that he's doing his uh, finishing his Benoit Blanc stuff first.
1: Okay, I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard anything
0: long enough. Ryan Johnson stuff that I wasn't sure if it was still happening. They keep, they keep not like ignoring it. They keep responding, saying like, "No, it's still happening. He just has other obligations, but we really look forward to working with him again." I'm bummed that Rogue Squadron doesn't seem to be happening. Yeah, I think it got officially taken off.
1: Yeah, it, it there was too many scheduling things mm-hmm. going on. Which sucks because Wonder Roman 3 was cancelled,
0: but um Well there was other stuff too, but Yeah, I was gonna say like it's not just Star Wars side of things, Marvel side of things is slowing down. Um they're just re-looking at their output. And toning not it back down. Wrong. No.
1: The output got too busy. And I even liked most of the stuff that's come out, but
0: like. It's been hard to keep up on it. Uh-huh. I didn't get caught up on Mando till last night.
1: And that's us.
0: Yeah. That's us. Anything else on Indy?
1: It just it looks like a good Indiana Jones story.
0: It looks like story. a good Yeah, it looks like a good Indiana Jones story. Um It is it does feel a little bit weird with like how extreme some of the situations that Indy's being put through as an old man. Yeah. Like in his seventies old man. Yeah. But when like he had it easier as a comparatively younger (laughs) man, the budgets weren't this big when I was young.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. And then last trailer I made you watch, it was a legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom. The last trailer
0: for the most reason... Like, kind of Breath of the Wild 2. Look, like, at some point in this year, um, like, I'll have paid off my Best Buy card again, and as I am wont to do, I will then get a new computer, and then I'll probably want to spend some more money, and maybe some of that money will be on a Switch so I can play this. We'll see. As I was watching this trailer, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna sell him on it. It looks awesome. And as I'm watching it with you, I'm like,
1: he's never played Breath this... This only kind of
0: makes sense to me, and I've played all the fucking Zelda games of the last, like... I mean, I've always been interested in Breath. This kind of world looks right up my alley. I'm still pissed that weapons break. I hate mechanics like that for the most part. I just don't like that kind of upkeep. I don't like survival games for that very reason.
1: I will say this is the chillest survival game I've ever, because I'm usually with you. Mm -hmm. Weapons breaking is annoying, but you have so many weapons on you and they tend to scale up for the most part enough that it's not a big, there's a lot of times like,
0: damn it, that broke. Okay, change out to this one and then pick up that broken one. But like. And I am saying that having not actually played the game, mm. just as a general rule, I don't like weapons It is the most common
1: complaint I have heard Mm -hmm. about weapon break. I like it personally and I didn't think
0: I was going to.
1: But I don't blame anyone who's like, no, just let me have my bigger on sword like the old days.
0: And it can be made less annoying, like weapons degrade and shit in like Red Dead as well. And I played the shit out of that. So Mm -hmm. whatever, like I can deal with a certain amount. of It's not a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, No, it looks great. It looks epic. I don't have any context for what's going on. Like there's probably there's probably things that stood out to you where you're like, oh, a lot of lasers. But uh, to me, it was just like, I mean, this is super pretty. It looks like a great world for me to roam around as Link. It, Link was it,
1: like using a jetpack, but holding it in one hand, launching
0: himself in the air, which was fun. It There's looked like, so f- from two games I have played, it looked like a mix of Elden Ring and Immortals Phoenix Rising.
1: Well, Breath Both of the games Wild. I
0: really fucking loved. Breath so. of the
1: Wild is a Phoenix Rising clone, so. Yeah. Phoenix, no, Rising Phoenix Rising is, a- is Breath of the Wild clone. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, So that tracks. Yeah. If you like that game, you you would really like Breath of the Wild. Um, they, at some point
0: I should actually finish that game because I could probably beat it in two hours where I'm at right now in it. But There's a couple of tweaks. There's some new special abilities.
1: I liked that there's a big rock monster and the goblin moblins look like they just built a like turret on top of it and are using it as a mecca at one point. Um... Not just different weapons, but you change different clothes and they have different abilities. So, like, heavy armor, climbing gear, yada, yada, yada. I saw a couple new suits in this, including what looked like a wing glider. Okay. I mean, you already have the, like, hang glider thing Mm -hmm. that he has at the beginning. But, like, the... I don't think it's called a squirrel suit, but you know what I mean. The, The, like, wing glider that you just hold your arms and legs out and fly at extremely fast speeds just over the top of trees and hmm the video is so cool but it stresses me out because I'm always like if that person sneezes they're gonna die
0: <laughs> um no looks dope yeah that's what I have to say about uh, it like I, I said I have, have no context it <laughs> yeah it looks really cool like I might watch the trailer again just to see if you can get more it, it opens up so much it looks so epic at well, some point and the reason
1: I started playing Skyward Sword is there's a lot of Skyward Sword references in this trailer Okay. And the weird thing. Okay. Skyward sword is the very first game in the Zelda thing. Right. Right. Breath of the wild from what we can tell is thousands of years later.
0: Okay. I was because about to ask like where
1: there's past references to um, preview all the previous games, mm-hmm. which is confusing because it means that at one point the Zelda timeline splits into three timelines
0: and it's a breath it of the wild back. implies
1: that they all merge back into one. Which is some Crisis on Infinite Earths level bullshit. But right. here we are. Our buddy Marcus, who we work with. I don't know if he's your buddy, but he, we work with him. Yeah. Uh, nice guy. I like Marcus. Uh, Legend of Zelda obsessive. I want to get him on the show someday. But his running theory is that Tears of the Kingdom is going to be both a sequel to Breath of the Wild and a prequel
0: oh, to there's gonna Skyward be,
1: Sword. Because... Uh, the symbol on the back is a circle with a snake eating its own tail, kind of like it's oh, not quite yeah. the Ouroboros, but there's a. Okay, I could see there's that. there's a bit of that, and who knows? I kind of hope it's not. I don't necessarily
0: want a closed loop, but like maybe it's not a. What if it's not a completely closed loop, but it's either way, it's something like this has happened before it'll happen again. Yeah. Almost adventure time sort of shit. Well, and in one of the big things of Skyward Sword is the goddess Hylia
1: lifted people into the, lifted part of Hyrule into the air, like as a floating island that the humans all head out on while they fought, while everyone else fought demons on the Mm -hmm. surface. And there's a bunch of floating islands in this one. So I think that's part of where that comes from. And we see, I'm pretty sure, demise. Mm -hmm. There was one point where Ganondorf had like really long, like dreads. Turns out in the Skyward Sword, Ganondorf is the eternally recreate uh, reincarnating soul of the demon Demise, who is the first, like, a, a dark god, basically. Yeah. Uh, Zelda is the eternally reincarnating goddess Hylia herself, and then Link just got kind of caught up in this reincarnation cycle, because, as far as I know, just because they needed a third person, um, but... He's the hero of time, man. yeah. And the winds and beasts mm-hmm. and shadows. I think at one,
0: they, dude doesn't get a break. Right. He, <laughs> he's like uh, Batman's explanation on whatever happened in the Cape Crusader. <laughs> Man, I read a preview for a comic of they've got
1: another character, and uh, they're introducing a character, Nightwing, and it turns out that she's connected to Jezebel Jet. Who was the romantic partner of Batman in uh, the Grant Morrison Batman run? Okay. Who ends up being part of an evil cabal trying to kill Batman. Again. The usual. Yeah. And the, the joke is Beast Boy being like, Nightwing, have you ever talked to Batman about his taste in women? <laughs> Nightwing being like, I can't imagine a more awkward conversation, and we are literally standing in hell as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Tom Taylor, you've done it again.
0: Oh, brilliant. Um, that's it for trailers? Yeah, let's do Hi, everybody. General Tyler here. If you like the show, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, or preferably over at Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it as the whole world is around on algorithms and we want to be all up in them, getting our voice out to more places. Uh, also, I mean, tell your friends. We always appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us comments. Email us, generalnerderypod at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. Uh, while you're there, check out all of our back catalog, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Ear Verm Podcast Network. Uh, go check out all of our sister shows. We're involved with most of them, so if you already like listening to us talk... It might be in your best interest. And if you want to check out everything from the network, head over to earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. We'd super appreciate it. Love you all. Have a good one.